0: Hello and welcome to the G2 podcast. This week was Zone Sunday where we had different options to explore in smaller groups. You are listening to the one on time management. Um, Okay, so anyway, thank you everyone for coming to uh, this workshop about time management. Um, I guess most of you know who I am, um, but I'm Chris. Um, I'm married to Kat, and then we've got three kids um, Isabel, Ruben, and Eleanor. They're eight. Six and three. Um, and then during the week, I work as a, um, like an associate in a company called Arcadis, and I look after a team of engineers that design railway bridges. The reason I'm telling you that is because I am not an expert at time management. <laughs> it's not, it's, I'm not some kind of professional that goes around and talks about it. Um, or I'm not like some kind of seminar speaker. Um, but given my stage in life, my life is quite busy and I do lots of different things. Um, and so managing my time has become something that I've Uh, Sort of focused a lot of energy and time into actually and thinking about how I can improve what I do. Um, So, um, some of this is based on my own experience, but also I've gone and spoken to a lot of different people. So, I've spoken to family members, um, I've spoken to people in the church, I have spoken to people at work, and I've learned a huge amount in the last few weeks about how different people do manage their time. Um, So, the plan this afternoon is basically to take some time to just think about in our own lives how we use our time and maybe think about the things that we have to do um, and then we're going to have a look at some tools that are available to sort of help us with um, managing time and I'm also hoping that you're going to share with me yet more great ideas of how we can how we can use our time most effectively okay hopefully that's what you're all here for so feel free to go elsewhere (laughs) (laughs) if you're (laughs) thinking that's terrible um so um I guess why are we here? Most of us are probably here um, because we've got busy lives and um, it feels as though we've got too much to do um, and not enough time to do it in. So busyness, I think, is really prevalent in our society at the moment. Um, I think it's epitomised by the classic question. If you ask somebody, how are you? Often they'll say, "Oh, I'm okay, thanks. I'm just busy. And I think it's quite a common kind of trait that people just just express. Um, busyness itself I don't think is a, is a particularly bad thing um, and being healthy busy um, just means that our lives are full of things that matter which is great. Um, but the problem isn't when we have a lot to do, the problem is when we have too much to do um, or much of what we do are things that don't really matter that much. Um, So a lot of what we're going to talk about today is a bit of an unusual thing to talk about in church, I think, because a lot of what we're going to talk about isn't stuff that comes straight from the Bible. I'm not going to be claiming that in some way this is part of the gospel and that you have to do this. A lot of this is just tools to try and help us live, I think, in a way that Jesus wanted us to live and in many ways that Jesus uh, modelled as an example. So if you think something today is really helpful, then great, use it. If you think it's not helpful at all, then don't use it and just walk away and think that wasn't for me, um, which is absolutely fine. Um, we're all different. So the approaches that we take to managing our time um, are tailored to our, uh, ourselves. So um, as someone once said, time is the great leveller. So it's the one resource that all of us get the same amount of each week. Um, it's an absolute egalitarian. So every living person gets the same number of hours in every day. So we've got 24 hours a day, which is 1,440 minutes or 86,400 seconds every day, um, nobody gets more, nobody gets less. If you're Elon, Elon Musk as a billionaire, um, or you're living on the breadline, you get the same amount. We start the same, at the start of the day with the same amount of money in our, the same amount of time in our account. Um, so um, there's many things you can change in your life, but actually you can't get, more time people if you go out on the internet there's loads of stuff out there about all these little ways that you're going to be able to get yourself more time but it's not actually possible um so i'd like to do a quick challenge to just get started so if everyone's got their phone on them um you've got a function on your phone that checks how much time you spend on your phone some of you might have seen it before and some of you might not have done so if you've got an iphone you go like setting screen time. (coughs) And if you've got an Android phone, I think it's digital, digital wellbeing. Sounds a bit fancy. Um, Yeah, and then (laughs) parental controls. (laughs) Um, So it's just really interesting because on there, they're tracking you. Hopefully everybody's managed to to get it. Um, And it'll give you like a, if you go to weekly, it'll give you like a daily average of how much you use your phone in the last week, some weeks up, some weeks down. so I don't know what you found when you look at that, whether that surprises you in any way. Has anyone got any record amount that they'd like to share with us? <laughs> I can tell you, so mine says my daily average is two hours, 30 minutes, which is quite high. Six hours, 42 Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, I'm impressive. My phone, so. That's And this is the thing, like it's not, I'm not criticizing, this isn't <laughs> out to critique people here. Anyone else got an advance on six hours? <laughs> No, no one else knew that. Um, <laughs> it, it. it was interesting. I, I, I did it with Kat as well. And she'd got like really different peaks and troughs, different days, depending what, what day it was. Um, so, yeah, a recent study showed that the average iPhone user touches their phone around 2,600 times a day, which is unbelievable <laughs> um, and that's just the average so for millennials like younger generation that's even it's even higher than 2600 times um so and, and in 2021 users in the uk um spent an average of four hours a day using their mobile devices um so yeah i think on the next on the next slide there was this uh, article last year i think it was that said this is across the world people devote about a third of their waking time to looking at apps on their phones um which is a bit crazy. So I I get that we use phones for a lot more than just like messing about now, um, and they're quite useful. But, um, so it's not necessarily a sign that we're not using our time well, but a third of our working day is is quite extreme. Um, People often point to key moments, I think, in history uh, where our relationship to time changed. So in 1370, the first uh, public clock was installed in Cologne in Germany. So all of a sudden at that point, you know, time was announced you had to follow set number of hours in the, in the day and everybody knew about it. Before that, you sort of went to bed when it went dark and you got up when it was light and things were much more based on the rhythm of, rhythm of the year. Um, the most interesting thing I found was that uh, before Thomas Edison invited, inv- invented the light bulb in 1879, um, people used to sleep apparently on average 11 hours a night. Now, if I surveyed you in this room, I'm guessing most of you don't sleep. <laughs> 11 hours a night maybe you do <laughs> but but i i think it's really interesting how how li- much less sleep we get nowadays um we've had labor saving devices basically every year for the last sort of 30 40 years um with the idea that these are going to save us time so that we've got more time to do the things that we want to do um this sort of general belief that it would create more free time for us and yet um in reality we're not working shorter weeks, are we? We're not doing less. We're not got more time to relax. All we've done is just filled that time with other, with other stuff. Um, so I've, there's some blank sheets of paper on the table. If everybody can just come of grab one. Um, you guys down there. And there should be, should be some pens. If you've got your own pen, if you're able to use it, that would be great. Um, just because I haven't quite got enough for everyone. Um, but I'd just like you to think now about... Um, a typical week. So maybe just think about this last, this last week. What are the things that you spent most of your time doing? Or what are the, you know, so they're com- they can be completely menial tasks. So it could be sleep. Hopefully most of you have probably spent more time asleep than anything else. So write that down. Um, maybe you've been at work. Maybe you've been traveling to and from work. Um, maybe you've been doing university work and studying. Maybe you've been watching lots of television which is fine. Um, maybe you've been cleaning your house and tidying up after your family. Maybe you've been spending time with God. Uh, maybe you've been spending time with your family and your children. Maybe you've been reading, going to the gym, doing hobbies, going to clubs, all that kind of stuff. So if you just just sort of go crazy now and just write out as many of the different things that you can think of in the last week that you've been doing, this isn't to make you feel bad, okay? This is just... A genuine I'm not going to ask you to share it or anything like that it's just a genuine reflection on what it is that you do okay keep keep hold of that you can keep writing things if you want to um but we will use that again in a in a little bit um so we've said that time's the great leveler um and we know that Jesus despite being God, um, he also had the same amount of time when he was on earth each day. Um, So he had the same choices as us about what he was going to do with his time. So there's probably a whole sermon series here just on Jesus and how he he used his time. Um, But I'd like to suggest that by looking at Jesus as just a few principles, like basic principles, that we can learn from him. Um, He had competing demands put upon him, just like we do. Um, but he was a master of time management in my opinion and um, he managed to maintain an amazing balance didn't he between like worship prayer his f- uh, family his friends his work his rest we, we, we don't get a picture of a of a stressed Jesus when we read the bible do we running around from one thing to another um, so to do this he kept an intimate relationship with his with his father so just these were just a few quick points that I that I'd Noted. Um, so Jesus guarded his relationship with his father. So you get lots of examples of where he kind of disappears away to spend time with to spend time with God. That was clearly a priority for him. Um, he wasn't driven by the expectations of others. People often had great ideas about what it was going to be like. Um, and similarly for us, Colossians three twenty four reminds us that it's the Lord Jesus Christ that we're serving in everything that we do. Um, he had a clear purpose and a strategy. So you know in Isaiah um, when he. Uh, quotes isaiah and when he stands up in the temple and he says um the spirit of the lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and that was from isaiah but everybody listening would have then expected him to say um to proclaim the day of the vengeance of our god but Jesus knew that wasn't part of his plan and purpose at this point. He was coming for salvation, not not for judgment, which was yet to come. Um, so he was really clear on that and right from the, the get-go. Um, and he established some priorities. So we see occasions where people are begging Jesus to stay and to heal and to do really good things. And yet he chooses. And he says, no, 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 I've been sent to go and preach good news to other towns. Uh, and he goes off and does that. Yet despite all of this, he also had time for individuals. So, you know, you see him being interrupted by people on his way, and yet he stops and spends time with them. How does he do that? <laughs> I just, I think that's amazing. Um, and he also then seemed to recognise the, the need for rest. So he wasn't legalistic about the Sabbath like some other Pharisees were, but he clearly respected that um, taking time out um, and rest was, was important and that burnout, obviously burnout's a huge issue in our society today. Um, there's loads and loads more that could be said on this, but I have like a little illustration that I wanted to share with you, just very quickly. So, um, imagine for a moment, okay, right, imagine for a moment that this jar represents tar- like all the time in your life. Um, so, oh, hold on, let me just grab my notes. So this gravel here, which is great gravel, this is, this is representing lots of the little things that we do. In our lives, um, so they're things that that maybe they're good things, but they're just things that don't have any real significance. Um, so I'm just going to quickly fill it up in here. So this could be like unnecessary time spent on your phone. Um, it could be time spent watching TV or binge watching Netflix for like hours and hours and hours. Um, for me. I don't really do that, but I do, like, I start reading news stories, and then I read one, and then I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and I read another one, and the next thing I know, I've spent, like, a really long time just reading stuff that I didn't really need to read read up about, um, so, hold on, let me do this, I can. Okay, there we go. So we've spent quite a lot of our time doing all that kind of stuff. It's not bad stuff, it's just stuff that isn't really of of significance. So then we come along and we think okay, well we there's other things that we've got to do that are really important. So, um this was like representing valuable things that but they're not the main priorities. So this could be like cleaning your house, um and um it could also be um you know, like uh, shopping, clubs, activities, you know, There's loads of really good stuff that we do in our lives that we that we want to do so we need to make sure we've got time for those so we'll put those we'll put those in next okay brilliant right and then there's those really important things aren't there so um imagine these are like representing things like spending time on your relationships so maybe your relationship with god we we'll get that one in there and then um also what else is important to us like spending time with family and friends so we sort of try and squeeze that one in. Just about got that one in there. Um, maybe your job, your paid employment. I mean, that's quite important. <laughs> so well, we'll have to do that. And will have to do that at some point. Now, now I need to sleep. But um, So I'll, I'll probably go to bed a bit late. But I get, I get pretty stuck. And there's absolutely loads of these other important things that I'd, that I'd really like to do. So I'd suggest, I'd like to suggest, that um, if we don't plan our time very well, we just end up filling up our lives. In that kind of a way let me just get these back out again so i did this with eleanor earlier she was really helpful at like getting the stones out for me (laughs) she thought it was brilliant right i'll tip that back out Okay, so this time, should we, should, we, should we start with the things that are really important? So if we start with, you know, maybe, maybe spending time with God and spending time with our family, and let's get to bed at the same time every night, which would be great. And let's make sure we do our job, like, well and properly. Um, and there's, oh, there's loads of other things. You can probably think of things that are on your, on your list of stuff that you've done so we'll put all of them in let's be ambitious um, and do all the important things in our day and then and then there's the other stuff you've got to do so you've got to take your kids to school and you've oops oh no <laughs> it might carry on working <laughs> let's wedge it in there we go um, and uh, yeah and there's all these other all these other things that you're going to need you're going to need to be able to to do in your life they're absolutely required Um, let me keep see what I'll do I'll wedge them in that in that gap. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll still make the point. Yeah, that, that was the burnout. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so right, we've got all of those in, and now there's going to be time, isn't there, to do some of that other stuff that we all have to do. Right, let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's still going down there. going to work. So, as you can see, you just end up with so much more capacity. That's a bit of planning that we do in our lives by organising it a little bit. So as you can see, I won't carry on because we haven't got that long today, but I've not got very much gravel left, actually. I've managed to get so, so much more into the the sort of the jar of time. Um, So I'm not saying this illustration is perfect because in reality, for some of us, when we, even if we did it in that order, it would still overflow. Um, And maybe that's a point at which we need to sort of stop and reflect on what are the, you know, what are the important things that we're doing. Um, and um, is there some stuff that we need to need to move around? Um, the problem often isn't that we've got too much. The problem a lot of the time is just the way that we're managing it. Um, so I'd just like you to look at your sheets and I'd like you to imagine you know, the, the, the eggs, the white eggs that are in there. Which of the things that you've written down do you actually think are eggs, <laughs> if you like? I could also ask the question, are there any eggs missing? So I know this was a list of what you've done, but feel free to just stop now and maybe, you know, just ask God to just help you to think, are there, are there any things on there that are missing? Any big eggs that should, should be there? Is there any gravel that you maybe need to think about crossing out on that list? Or at least reduce? So um, just before we move on to tools, one, one other comment on, on time that did come out in a few conversations I had with, with different people, um, it came up maybe three or four times, was the, the comment that time being a gift is also valuable and it was valuable to other people. Um, so respecting other people's time being quite an, quite an important factor. Um, so if we're late, you know, we're in some way showing disrespect, that's, that's somebody else's chunk of time that, that we're using up. Um, I say that from a point of view of I'm as guilty as everybody else, if not more so. I've got three children and despite my best efforts, we're often late to stuff. But I've really been reflecting, been challenged in those conversations with people that actually, you know, if I'm late to something or significantly late to something, I, I, I am sometimes wasting wasting their time. Now, I think that's a cultural thing in this culture in particular in the UK. I don't think that's necessarily true for everywhere in every time. But, but certainly right now, people value time in that way. So that was just an aside. Um, right. OK, so um, in terms of uh, some practical tools then, um, time management is the idea of trying to do this in a in a kind of sensible way. Um, sometimes we're busy, as we said, because we don't manage our time well. That's not always the case. Um, none of these next things are some kind of particularly Christian way of managing your time. Um, but they're just wisdom that I found from a range of different sources while I've been preparing this. Um, there is one thing, though, in, in Proverbs. I think the the idea of planning is something that um, that, that the writer of, of, of Proverbs is trying to suggest to us. So it, so it says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. So this principle that actually stopping and planning what we do with our time is really important. Interestingly, my boss at work has actually asked me to give a... Uh, like a workshop exactly like this to our new graduates in about two weeks time Um, because it's a real issue at at work as well but we've got lots of people who are really struggling and they're saying I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed with the amount of things that I've got to do and I don't know where to start Um, so the reasons for wanting to prioritize might be different but it's clearly something that that people in and uh sorry Christians and non-believers uh challenge with so uh, logging your time. So this one came up with loads of people. I don't know if any of you have ever used toggle? No. So um so this was a really simple way of starting with reviewing your time. Um so you can write down, you know, try maybe the next few days writing down at the end of the day quickly, what have I, what have I actually done today? Um log what the task was and how long it took you. Whether it was something that you planned to do or didn't plan to do. Um and then the thing that's, that, that, that it asks you to do is to rate the value of that time. Was it of high value, medium value, or low value? So, did you spend lots of time doing lots of low value tasks? Um, but when you evaluate that as, as Christians, are we evaluating it just on the benefit to ourselves, or are we evaluating it on what Jesus asked us to love God and to love our neighbour? So, loving God, so doing good work, is in effect loving God and loving your neighbour. Um, but there are other things that may be of benefit just to ourselves. Um, so you can take that from, from, from the world of work, but, but apply it. Um, there were some good questions. So there's a book which is called The Busy Christian's Guide to Busyness. I don't know if any of you have ever come across it. I read it a few years ago and it's been updated. And it's got some really good questions about, that you could ask yourself um, about the, the use of time that you, that, that you make. Um, the next tool, have people seen this tool before? Anyone ever seen this tool before? So I think this is a really great, great tool. Whenever you get given something to do, to think about it in this this way. So is it something that is urgent and important? So if it's something that's urgent and important, it needs to be done. So I don't know. Your house is on fire get out of the house and <laughs> um, your kids are ill at school and you need to go and pick them up that is urgent and it is important and you're just going to have to go and do it there's other tasks so for me at work i get a call from site saying there's a problem with building this bridge we need you to fix it now that is urgent and it is important i have to do it um but if you live in that world all the time it's going to be very stressful and pretty depressing um so other tasks that you get given would be not urgent, but are still important. And this is the area, I think, where you really, you really really need to focus because they're the things that are gonna give you fulfillment. They're the things that are actually gonna make a difference to your life and the people that, you, that, that, that are around you. So those are things you need to schedule in. So plan, when are you gonna do that task? Because if you don't do it soon, it will either never happen or it will move into the urgent and important, and then it becomes a big stress. <laughs> um, so scheduling, scheduling your time. Um, then there's other things down here. So if it's urgent but it's not important, is it something that you can actually give to somebody else to do? Or could somebody else pick that task up? Or could you do it sort of in a bit of downtime? And then um, stuff that's not important and it's not urgent, just don't do it. <laughs> or if it's like fun things, maybe you find time to do to do that. But if it's not really going to add anything, then then it's not that impor- important. Um, I'll go very quickly. Sorry, back on the next one. Um, so... This one's about planning, planning your day. Now, I don't know how extreme you want to take this, but I did talk to some people that plan their day in like 15 minute chunks. So from the moment they get up at half past five in the morning through to the evening, every little bit is planned. Even planned time to, you know, for distraction to say, oh, I don't mind at that point people ringing me. Um, That's a bit too, a bit too intense for me. Um, But the concept of planning like time to do work, I think is really, really key. Um, I don't know. Do other people do this at all? Do you ever plan to that kind of a degree? No. I think. Sorry. Yeah, I think uh, uh, there are some people, and uh, there are people in our church that, that do do this. Um, but for me, I think the key is like about planning the tasks that you need to do. So the things that we said were urgent and imp- uh, sorry, not urgent but important. Like planning some time for those things to be done. So it was revolutionary when someone at work once said to me, "Chris, why don't you put like time in your calendar to do a piece of work, not just to have all the meetings?" So my, cal- my calendar just filled up with meetings, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea. If I just put two hours in to actually do what I need to do, um, that that makes a big difference." So those things could be like time for God or time for a particular piece of work, or time for rest, or time to refresh the soul. So that for some people might look like going out and playing golf you know for a couple of hours um that's important stuff and if you plan for it um then 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 great but don't be too ambitious because most things take about 50% more time than you think they're going to take apparently <laughs> statistically <laughs> most certainly from my experience um cool has anyone got any other thoughts on that has, has anyone ever tried any kind of planning of their own of their like non-work calendars in that way Okay. Um, distractions, I guess, was the next one. So, um, does everyone have all, like, always have their notifications on their phone all of the time? No. Some people do. Yeah. So, so, um, so, I was reading one study and it said that being in the same room as your phone, they've done some studies, like being in the same room as your phone and seeing it in your eye line has the ability to reduce your like, problem-solving skills because a bit of your mind is just wondering, I wonder what's on that screen, and I'll just go and have a look. Now, it's not a problem for everybody, but for a large percentage of people, this study showed that actually, it, you know, it did have an impact. Um, so it's just one idea. If you're struggling with that, you're turning off your notifications so it just doesn't, doesn't disturb you. That, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, um, so that was that one. Um, and then email... Was the next one that came up a lot um so how often do you look at your email was a, <laughs> good, a good question down here and the answer here was like constantly over almost 20 percent of people just constantly check their email all day every day and then every five minutes was about five percent every 10 minutes 15 minutes so you can see like a large percentage of people are just continually looking at their emails all of the time when they're potentially when they're at work um, and again like you don't need to do that. You can set up a time to read your emails. Um, has anyone heard of zero inbox as a concept? Yeah. yeah. Do you do it? Yeah, I try to do, do you? You try to do it, and do you, do you? Do you? How how close do you get? Get down to about five. Okay, that's pretty. So there is a function in like Gmail and in Outlook where you can snooze emails as well. So you can like make them disappear until the time that you want them to reappear. So then every time you open your emails, you're not seeing a reminder of that task. You can say, oh, okay, I want to do that task on Thursday afternoon. I'll snooze it till Thursday afternoon and it'll reappear for you. I do try and do zero inbox, um, to various degrees of, of success. Um, um, moving emails into folders, you know, just to clear your head, I think it's great. Um, and scheduling emails to send, to send later. Um, Sending email rules as well, <clears throat> so if you know you always get a certain set of emails from somebody or you're CC'd, in, you can get them to go to a different folder instead of into your into your inbox. Uh, I'm going to, have to go really quick now. So, did anyone? So pre-COVID, um, Adam Mitchell Baker did a talk about the Rule of Life. So again, this is something that it still exists on the GT website. If you Google GT Rule of Rule of Life, um, and then Bridgetown Church in North America, they have a big thing about a Rule of Life, and it's basically a framework and a guide. For you to grow in your faith by prioritising being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing the things Jesus did. So that's the tagline. And it's actually a really great thing. So if, you, if you've got time to look into it, um, it's got like roots in Benedictine monks and all that kind of stuff about like rhythms of life. Um, it's really challenging stuff to read about. But so I, if, you, if you really want to look into it, I'd have a look at have a look at that. Um, and then just a couple of suggested resources that have helped me a lot. So the, the busy Christian's guide to busyness is very, very practical and it's full of those questions that I had earlier about how do you use your time, things that you can actually physically do to, to, to help out. And then this second book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Has anyone read that? Yeah? A while ago, a while ago yeah. Um so the reason i I strongly recommend that that that's got a lot about rule of life and it's really challenges you about the speed and pace at which you're living your life and where your priorities are so either of those books um i would i would definitely definitely recommend um so I was hoping we'd have a bit more chance for discussion, but I think we're gonna be told to to finish in a moment um so I guess my end summary is. This is all great stuff, but don't let it get out of control. So valuing people over your schedule is obviously more important. There was a study, Daly and Batson, in 1973. They got a load of theology students and then they sent them off to do a task. Um, some of them, it was created, so it was in a rush. So they knew they had a deadline, they had to be there. Um, and then for the rest, there was no time pressure put on them. On the way to their task, there was a staged person in need. The ones that were in a rush, only 10%, and remember these are theology students, these were people that were um, believers, only 10% of them stopped to help that person. Whereas of the group that were not in a rush, 63% of them stopped to help that person. Um, So obviously people are more important than your your schedule. Um, And then also time management is a servant, not a master. This stuff is just to help. If it helps you, use it. If it doesn't, um, don't use it. Um, and equally, sometimes maybe it's good to kind of go against these things. Don't take out your phone in a queue. Maybe talk to the person that's next to you. Um, maybe intentionally take the scenic route and go slowly somewhere. Maybe pick the longest line. I think it was the recent elimination of four. He suggests picking the longest line in the supermarket just to like test your patience <laughs> and to talk to people in the queue. Um, so, but there we go. So if I just pray for us, and it sounds like we're going to have to. Dash down and then if anybody's got any other questions or anything they want to raise. So let's just pray. So Father God, we thank you for the the gift of time. We're sorry for the times that we don't make the most of the time that you've given us. We just ask that you would help us to follow your example in how we live our lives. Help us know your comfort and your peace when everything can seem overwhelming. And by your Holy Spirit, would you help us to increasingly live lives that bear your fruit as we remain close to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.